is coming up now on Established in the Faith. Samson has a desire for something that is forbidden of God. And when you desire that which is forbidden of God, you're in a state of spiritual declension. You're going down spiritually when you desire that which is not of God, and God has specifically has forbidden. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles, would you turn with me please to the book of Judges, chapter 14. Judges, chapter 14. We're going to begin with the first verse. Judges 14, verse 1. And Samson went down to Timnath and saw a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. And he came up and told his father and his mother and said, I've seen a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. Now therefore get her for me to wife. Then his father and his mother said unto him, Is there never a woman among the daughters of thy brethren and among all my people that thou goest to take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said unto his father, Get her for me. For she pleaseth me well. But his father and his mother knew not that it was of the Lord that he sought an occasion against the Philistines. For at that time the Philistines had dominion over Israel. I want to use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes. And Samson went down to Timnath. The book of Judges covers a period in Israeli history of about... 300 years. It was during this time the Bible tells us that there was no king in Israel and every man did what was right in his own eyes. The problem is that during this time Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and God would deliver Israel into the hands of her enemies to be oppressed of her enemies and then Israel would cry out to God, and God would send a judge to deliver Israel. And shortly after they're delivered, they would fall right back into sin again. And this went on and on for, like I said, some period of 300 years. When we get to the 14th chapter of the book of Judges, the Philistines have erected a stronghold. Up to this time, the Philistines caused a little bit of trouble, but basically Israel's problems were being oppressed of enemies outside the land boundaries that God promised to Abraham. But by the time we get here to this 14th chapter, we see where Israel was dominated by the Philistines. There's a big difference between being oppressed 
of your enemies and being dominated by your enemies. Israel would plow their fields, plant their crops, put the fertilizer out there and work in the fields all summer long. And when harvest time would come, they'd go in and reap the harvest only to have the Philistines to come in and take everything they had worked so hard for. Many times the young men would be taken off as slaves. If anyone resisted the Philistines, they were killed on the spot. And the rest of the village would be left to literally starve to death. They were dominated by the Philistines. The Philistines, they are a type of the sin nature that every single one of us have. And if you are not careful, you will be dominated by the sin nature, which the world out here is. But I'm talking to Christians now. You have a sin nature. But that sin nature as a child of God, it is not to have dominion over you. The Holy Spirit is to have dominion within your heart and life. But as a child of God, you have a choice. You can either be led of the Spirit or you can be led of the sin nature, which will bring about destruction. Israel is being dominated by the Philistines worse than any situation they had had up until that time outside of being dominated by the Egyptians during the time of Moses. But be that as it may, God raised up Samson to deliver Israel. Now, Samson is a confusing character in the Bible. I mean, God gave this man an amazing gift. A gift that was to be used to minister to the needs of others. A gift that would deliver Israel. And God intended it to be used that way. But we see Samson using that gift to get himself out of situations that really a child of God shouldn't have been involved with to start with. And we just don't know what to do with Samson. Let me help you a little bit. What if God revealed some things about you for all of us to see? We wouldn't know what to do with you. Are you hearing me? My point is this. God does not wait to use perfect people. Because there are none. If he waited to use perfect people, nothing would get done. But Samson, he's confusing to us. We don't understand. Samson is a type of you and I that make up the church. And just because a person has a gift, whatever that gift may be, that don't mean they're perfect. That don't mean they, they, 
they got it all together. Because like I said, none of us is perfect. But much of the church world thinks, well, just because that man is qualified to stand behind the pulpit, he's perfect. Now, let me tell you something. You follow me home and hang around with me for a couple of days, you'll see the imperfections. Dana, don't say amen. None of us are perfect. But I thank God he'll give you a gift to operate in and you don't have to be perfect. Your salvation is perfect. But God is still working on you. He's always going to keep working on you. The Bible tells us in Philippians 1 verse 6, He that has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Every single one of us, every single one of you under the sound of my voice today, you are a work in progress. And the Lord will continue to work. And some of you listening to me, you're looking for a good church. And let me tell you when you found a good church. You found a good church when you can get in that church and you have the freedom to operate in the gift that God has given you and grow in grace and the knowledge of the Lord at the same time. Because let me tell you something this morning. It's more important to God that you become something Christ-like than to do something. But when you can put the two together, my friend, you're in the right place. And Samson went down to Timnath, verse 1. Four times in the first ten verses of this chapter, you'll see that word down being used. The Holy Spirit brings it out that Samson went down. Now, there are several ways of looking at this. First of all, let me point out the most obvious. Timnath was south of where Samson was at, and he had some business to tend to down there. I, I don't know what his business was. The Bible doesn't say, so it's none of our business. But he had some business to tend to, and while he's down there in Timnath, he sees a woman. And the Bible says that she pleased him well. She was, she was beautiful to look upon, and he desired this woman, but she was a Philistine. And Samson has a desire for something that is forbidden of God. And when you desire that which is forbidden of God, you're in a state of spiritual declension. You're going down spiritually when you desire that which is not of God, and God has specifically has forbidden it. Deuteronomy chapter 7. He said, Deuteronomy 7 verse 3, Neither shalt thou make marriages with them. Talking about those heathen nations. Thy daughter thou shalt not give unto his son, nor his daughter shalt thou take unto thy son. And what was the reason for that? Verse 4. For they will turn away thy son from following me, that they may serve other gods. So will the anger of the Lord be kindled against you and destroy thee suddenly. Samson wanted this Philistine woman anyway. He wanted that which was forbidden of God. And I wonder today how many Christians have a desire for that which is forbidden of God. And let me just deal with this before I go further. Dana, if you will, put this up on the screen. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. 
Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath light with darkness? Move down to verse 17, Dan, if you will. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. I want you young people, under the sound of my voice this morning, you teenagers, listen to me very carefully. It is not in your best interest to be dating someone who is not saved. Did you hear what I said? Let me say it again. You as a child of God should not be going out on a date with someone who does not have the same beliefs as you. If they're not saved, you don't need to be messing with them. Oh, well, Brother James, I married that man and he got saved and turned out fine. Well, you're one out of ten. Most of the time, the marriage is wrecked and destroyed because the, the individual involved was not saved. If you're looking for a husband, if you're looking for a wife, you know you found the right one when they love the Lord Jesus Christ in this Bible that I hold in my hands more than they do you. Be ye not unequally yoked. Well, Brother James, if you'll look right there in Judges 14, verse 4, the Bible says that this marriage, this thing was of the Lord. And God was seeking an occasion against the Philistines. Was it? Let me help you with something. The Lord never approves of anything that violates his word. Never. Well, how do you interpret this verse then? I'll tell you how. Samson had his mind made up. He was going to have that woman. He was going to marry that woman. It didn't make no difference what, what God said. It didn't make no difference what mom and daddy said. It didn't make, I want that woman down there. And God said, all right. That's what you want. You ain't going to like it. But I want to show you the grace of God here. The Bible tells us that God can work all things for the good to those that love Him and are called according to His purpose. You can play the fool if you want to. You can desire that which is not of God if you want to. You'll pay the price for it, but God can take it. And I'm trying to show you the grace of God here. God knew what Samson was going to do. God knew he couldn't change Samson's mind, so what did God say? I'll just take this situation and I'll use it. Now, Samson goes back to mom and dad. We really don't know how old Samson was at this particular time. Samson had some godly parents. In chapter 13, we looked at it last week, where this angel of the Lord came and spoke to his parents and we see him offering up a sacrifice and so forth so Samson had some godly parents and and these godly parents come right flat out and told him there if you look there in verse 3 Judges 14 verse 3 they told him is there never a woman among the daughters of thy brethren or among all thy people that thou goest to take a wife of them circumcised Philistines 
Now, if you look at that verse very carefully, it appears to me that this ain't the first time Samson's done this thing, the way it's worded. And let me point out this. Samson's parents said what they said because it lined up with what God said in the book of Deuteronomy. Make no marriages with them over there. Come out from among the world and be ye separate, saith the Lord. They said some words, but they didn't back up their words. And how many parents today fall into that category? I thank God for godly parents who direct their kids according to the Word of God. But it's another thing if you can get those words and the actions to line up with those words. Because I want you to notice something here. The parents said something, but their feet didn't line up with what they were saying. What do we see? We see their feet now heading down to Timnath. They should have stood their ground. I know what it's like to have your kids to come up wanting something that you know goes against this Bible that I hold in my hands. I know what that's like. It's not an easy place to be in. And Samson, he stands his ground and says, I want that woman and you need to go down there and get her for me because it was a custom in that day if there was going to be a marriage. Certain dowries had to be paid to the bride's family. So Samson just couldn't go out here and do what he wanted to do. The parents had to be involved. And you parents better listen to me. You better stand your ground as it pertains to what's written in this book. You better know who that son or daughter's dating. Parents, you better know who your kids are hanging with, who their friends are. Because if you don't know, those friends can get them in trouble. And then they drag you down with them. How many parents has had to get that phone call 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning? You need to come down here to the jailhouse. You better know. Now here they all go down to Timnath together. The parents are making arrangements for their son to do something which is forbidden of God. I wonder how many parents under the sound of my voice this morning, you're making arrangements that's going to be detrimental to your kids. Oh, I'm going to do some meddling now. I'm going to make some folks angry with me now, but that, that's all right. You might thank me later. But that 16-year-old boy don't need a Dodge Charger with all them horses under the hood, brand new. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? Alcohol and gas don't mix, and a 16-year-old boy with all them horses under the hood, it ain't a good combination, and you're setting yourself up to meet somebody at the funeral home. And you're making arrangements that ought not to be made. 
Some of you going to the store this afternoon to buy that boy or that girl a cell phone. They don't bit more need a cell phone than I'm going to the moon tomorrow. I know a situation right now. The parents, they were on the right track, had their boy in a Christian school. But because that school did not have a good football program, they took him out and put him in a secular school. Less than three weeks, they caught the boy with marijuana. He'd have been better off to have stayed in the Christian school. But now, playing football was more important than getting a godly education. Parents making arrangements all the time because their, their, their kids pester them into doing things, and then they regret it later on. You better stand up for this book and what it says. Samson's going down to Timnath, and the parents are too. And while the parents is over there making arrangements that ought not to be made, Samson decided he'd go out and do some sightseeing. Oh, Timnath, oh, it was known for its vineyard. Well known. People come from all over the world to Timnath to see this beautiful vineyard. And Samson wants to see it too. The attraction of the world. Well, what's wrong with that, Brother James? It goes against his Nazarite vow. That's what's wrong with it. The Bible said that as a Nazarite, you were not to, to drink any strong drink, no grape juice, no jam, no jelly, anything that had to do with grapes, you were to abstain from. So now why in the world is Samson going down there to a vineyard? Well, Brother James, it's beautiful. It's a worldly attraction, and he wanted to see it. He didn't have no business going down there. And some of you parents, you're making arrangements for your kids to go to some rock concert somewhere. You better get them out of that rock concert. There's drugs and alcohol and all kinds of mess going on in these places. Samson wanted to go. So here he goes. He's there at the vineyard. And the Bible says that a lion roared out against Samson. Now, wait a minute. Let's, let, before we deal with the lion, I probably ain't going to get to the lion today. But I want, to, I want to share my personal thoughts with you on this. All the pictures I pulled up of what artists think Samson may have looked like, they portray him as a... He's a big, muscular guy. Don't, don't I look like a big, muscular guy? Flex my muscles? I better mind how I do that. I might rip my coat. But yeah, they, they, they portray Samson as this guy that's really ripped because he's been lifting weights. And oh boy, y'all, you don't tangle with him. But I don't think that was the case with Samson. I think, I think Samson was just your average, everyday guy. Little fella. Might have been smaller than average. Why do you think that, Brother James? Because the Bible tells us, 1 Corinthians 1.27, God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. He's chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. I think, I think Samson was just your average guy. And another reason I think that is because Samson would do these things. 
And, and the Philistines couldn't understand where the strength was coming from. But anyway, whether he was a big dude or a little dude, whether he was ripped or not, I don't know. His power was not in his lifting weights every day. It wasn't in his hair. It was, it was the Spirit of God that moved upon him. And up to this particular point in time, Samson did not know what he was capable of. And how many Christians under the sound of my voice today, you really don't know what you're capable of as it pertains to the work of God, the kingdom of God. But Samson now, he's in a place he ain't got no business being. He's down there for a reason that's totally forbidden of God. And now this lion roars out after him. And he's not aware of the ability that God has given him. I wonder, as he faced that line that day, I wonder what thoughts went through his mind. Come on back next week, and I'll tell you the rest of the story. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to establishinthefaith.com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMET community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you. (music) 